Dearly beloved, we come together today here at the foot of Mount Nebo on the plains of Moab by the banks of the Jordan just outside Yahweh's promised land. We come as one people to share in our grief at the passing of our dear leader, Moses. We come together to remember him, to give thanks for his life, to share in the good memories, and to comfort one another in our weeping and in our mourning. For most of us here today, Moses has been a revered elder, a man to be obeyed, a man to be followed, a man who has guided us all as we have journeyed together through this wilderness. Moses has been much loved by most of you. And as we soon enter Yahweh's promised land together, Moses will be greatly missed. Yes, I know not all of you loved him well. Sure, we had our disagreements. At times, he frustrated us, and we certainly frustrated him. We made our mistakes along the way. But regardless of this, Moses will always be our prophet, our leader, our guide. He was the most holy of men. And he taught us of our God. And so it is for the last 40 years we have followed him, listened to him, and sought to obey his instructions. 40 years is no short time to spend with someone. And I'm sure that here today many of you could offer stories of your recollections of Moses. But Moses' story began much earlier than these 40 years, as you well know. His story began in a time no longer remembered. For all of his age have since passed to dust and back into the care of our Lord. Moses was born 120 years ago, while our people were still slaves in Egypt. In a time of great turmoil and agony, where we labored under Egypt's rule, and where the Pharaoh decreed that all our infants should be drowned. And slaughtered. In amidst this turmoil, God secured Moses out of all others. As you well know, Moses, as an infant, was placed into a basket by his mother and set down on the river Nile, where he was drawn out from where he got his name. He was drawn out of that great river by Pharaoh's own daughter, who would later take him in to be raised as her own son. 
And so Moses was spared the fate that befell many of our infants. And so it was that for the first 40 years of Moses' life, he spent them as a prince in Egypt. Moses grew in the palace of the pharaohs, in the family of the pharaohs. He was afforded their lifestyle, their education. He was made familiar with their gods and their ways. Moses learned the wisdom of Egypt and how to rule a nation. But when it came to it, he never was an Egyptian. Moses was always one of us, a Hebrew of Hebrews, born of the tribe of Levi. And so it was that Moses rose up against the Egyptians. Many of you know the story that one day out in the sun, Moses rose up against an Egyptian slave master who was mistreating one of our kin. And in a moment of passion, Moses slew him, defending his Hebrew brother. That incident, a dark moment in Moses' life, led to his fleeing from Egypt, abandoning the lavish lifestyle that he had become accustomed to. He sought the solitude of the Midian wilderness. And so it was that the second 40 years of Moses' life was spent among the people of Midian and in the wilderness and in the wandering sheep. It was here in this barren land that he met Zipporah, who would become his wife, and Jethro, his father-in-law, who would later journey and lead alongside Moses. He and Zipporah had two sons, Gershom and Eliza. These two men stand with us today in grief, and we offer them and their descendants our sincere sympathies. For though they alone are his blood, we all know what it means to be children of Moses. He has in no small way raised and shaped us all, It was in this first wilderness experience in the land of Midian that Moses learned the way of shepherding, an image he'd often use when speaking of leading us people. It was also there in that wilderness that Moses first found close communion with our God. And at the end of those 40 years, Moses encountered God personally in the burning bush. It was there that Moses was called to be God's prophet. It was there that Moses was set apart to work God's wonders and signs. It was there that Moses was commissioned to be our leader. And it was there that he was called to save our people. And so it was, friends, that he 
third and final 40 years of Moses' life have been spent fulfilling those roles. Moses was God's instrument for us to bring our forefathers out of Egypt. It was Moses who wrought the signs and wonders as God commanded, turning the Nile to blood, bringing plague upon plague on the house of Pharaoh. It was Moses who stood face to face with Pharaoh and demanded that our people be let go. And on that fateful night of Passover, when we were spared and Egypt's firstborn suffered the fate of death, it was Moses who led our mothers and fathers out. It was Moses who raised his staff at the command of God and saw the Red Sea part. And it was Moses who first trod on that parted ground and led us out of Egypt. Moses was God's prophet. He alone ascended Mount Sinai to receive the law of God. And as God's prophet, he shared that law with us. Moses alone of all men, is the only one who has seen our God's glory hidden in the cleft of the rock. I trust many of you would remember the radiance he had when he came back down among us. But it was Moses who brought God's law. Moses who called us to account and when Aaron forged an idol for our people, it was Moses who rebuked us. It was Moses who pleaded with God that we might not be destroyed. And then it was Moses who shared God's wisdom. It was Moses who oversaw the construction of that mighty tabernacle. Who ensured that each beam was laid in place. That each curtain hung correctly. It was Moses who led our parents to the promised land. Moses who saw their rejection of God. Moses has overseen us since our fathers rejected God's land as they turned and fled in fear. And as each of them has borne the penalty of disobedience, it is Moses who has taken their place in our lives, caring for us, ensuring that we know the ways of the Lord. It is Moses who oversaw us in this wilderness journey for these past 40 years. And friends, it was given to Moses to record all these things in God's holy word that we might never forget them. As we gather here today, reflecting on this 120 years, there are many titles that come to mind. Many names that could be given to Moses. He was 
a prince of Egypt. He was a husband, a father. He has been a ruler, a leader, a shepherd and a guide. He's a prophet. He was all these things and so, so much more. But of all the titles Moses carried, none hold higher esteem than his last. Moses was the servant of Yahweh. In his life, Moses truly served God. He worshipped him. He praised him. But his actions and his words honoured Yahweh in all he did. May we all learn from this great man's great life. A life I'm sure will never be forgotten. But beloved, it is not simply Moses' life that we come to remember today. We also come to consider the manner of his death. After all, our gracious Lord has seen fit that his servant should die here in Moab, outside the promised land. And I think it's okay today, friends, for us to ask why. Why did this great prophet have to die? Why just short of the promises of God? Surely, like Enoch, who walked with God, Moses had done so. Why didn't the Lord simply take him away too? Well, friends, in God's sovereign grace, some of these questions have been answered for us. For Yahweh has seen fit to reveal Moses' final moments to Joshua, our new leader, Moses' successor. Joshua has recorded for us the words that Yahweh gave him. And I trust they'll be added to the records that Moses himself wrote. These are the words that God gave Joshua. Then Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah, across from Jericho. There the Lord showed him the whole land, from Gilead to Dan, all of Naphtali, the territory of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Mediterranean Sea the Negev, and the whole region from the valley of Jericho, the city of Palms, as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when I said I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. Beloved, see first in these words the grace of our Lord Yahweh. For though he saw fit for Moses to 
perish in this wilderness, so in his generosity, he allowed Moses a special revelation of the promised land. Places that we have not yet seen, Moses was able to behold. Though the view from Mount Nebo is clear, and Moses' eyes were strong, to see these places named could only have been done through a divine vision. What a gift our God has given Moses in his last moments. Moses did at least see the land with his own eyes. And so we take comfort in this small mercy. But let us now consider this final comment on his life that Yahweh has made. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. As the Lord had said. I take this to mean at least three things. As the Lord had warned, as the Lord had decreed, and as the Lord had Firstly, Moses died as the Lord had warned. Yahweh warned our forefathers that he is a jealous and holy God, that he alone deserves glory, that he alone is to be obeyed and honored and worshipped. He warned them not to stray from his ways. And when they did, we know they were justly punished. We have buried all of them. And now we learn that Moses was no exception. Not many days ago, Mo Moses himself reminded us of the miserable events of Meribah. You may recall his words when he said, There on the mountain you have climbed, you will die and be gathered to your people. Just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. This is because both of you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh, in the desert of Zin, and because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Therefore you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. Friends, Moses' death came as no surprise to him. Though we know he once asked Yahweh to reverse this judgment, he accepted the answer, no. He continued to faithfully execute his duties, knowing that he would never enter the promised land. Moses saw all his kin die in the wilderness, knowing that it would be his fate too. He taught us that Yahweh is a just God, a holy God. And as Moses made that one mistake, we see it was held against him. May we consider Yahweh's severe treatment of his servant 
and heed the warnings for ourselves. Our God is a holy God to be feared, loved, and obeyed. Secondly, Moses died as the Lord decreed. We may think that some people die by accident, that some are taken from this earth too soon or too quickly. But Moses' death reminds us that all lives are held in our Lord's hands. Each breath we take is a gift of His. The end of our breath is by God's decree. By our accounts, Moses had not yet finished his task of leading us into the land. But like the waters of the seas of creation, God has said to Moses, This far you shall come and no further. It was Moses' task to lead us here, to give us the law. But it is Joshua who will lead us to our place of rest. Moses' death by God's decree reminds us now that our times and places are set, that we will not always see the fruit of our labor, that in Yahweh's divine purposes, our service of life may reap ends that we do not see. It is a motivation, friends, to serve in whatever time and capacity God has given us not simply motivated by seeing the outworking of our effort, but knowing that we are fulfilling God's purpose in our lives. Our lot is to serve with whatever we have been given, knowing that others may yet reap the harvest of what we sow. We will all pass from this world as our Lord decrees. Thirdly and finally, friends, Moses died as the Lord had blessed. It may seem odd that I would suggest Moses' death is a blessing, but I'm sure he knew it to be such. In his final days, it is true that he had not reached the great ages of our ancestors, but his fill was 120 years. And his strength had not yet failed. To be lively and vibrant to one's end is truly a great blessing. So too Moses' death came at the climax of his life. He saw the end of all his tasks. He saw the passing of the mantle to Joshua. He has seen his people freed and brought to God's place of rest. He has seen us become a great nation. He has led us under God to the shores of the Jordan. His service is complete. His task is ended. And it was ended swiftly in the presence of His God. A blessing beyond all measure. Many are given to die in pain, in grief, in war or sickness, with failing strength and weakening minds. Not so Moses. 
he died vibrantly in the presence of God. We are all destined to death. Oh, that it would be such a death. A faithful servant in the presence of a loving master. So where to now, my people? What would Moses want for us? Grieving, perhaps. It's a natural part of life. But I think as we enter God's rest, he would want us to learn these final lessons again. To be reminded to know the holiness of Yahweh. A God who demands perfection and has revealed his way in his law. May we heed his warnings and live for him. Moses would want us to know the sovereignty of Yahweh, the one who holds each life in his hands, the one who has authored your life, the one who governs your affairs. He would ask that we trust in God's good plans. And finally, friends, I think Moses would want us to recall the faithfulness of our God, the one who is true to his word in his promises and in his curses. Moses, just these past few days, urged us all to choose life. Were he here today, I think that would be his encouragement, to know the faithful God and choose to live for him. Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. Let us give thanks for this life and the lessons it continues to teach us. Would you join with me in prayer? Our Lord and God, you are great you are holy and righteous. You are sovereign and you are faithful. We thank you for the life of your servant Moses, that through him you saved your people. You called them out of Egypt and led them through, the promise, through to the promised land. Lord, we thank you that you have revealed to us your holiness in your law. A law that demands perfection. We ask that you would be gracious and merciful where we fail. May we seek to love you as Moses did. May we follow you as he did. May we serve you with the same passion that that servant of the Lord had. We ask it in your holy name.